0: You'll join me in a prayer for guidance. Lord, open our hearts and minds by the power of your Holy Spirit, that as the scriptures are read and as your word is proclaimed, we may hear with glad hearts what you say to us today. Amen. Our scripture this morning is from Matthew 25, verses 31 to 46. You can find it on page 29 in the New Testament of your Bible. When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate people one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will put the sheep at his right hand, and the goats at his left. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you that are blessed by my father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you took care of me. Just as you did it for the one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. Then he will say to those at his left hand, You are cursed. Depart from me into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me. Naked, and you did not give me clothing sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they will answer, Lord, when was it we saw you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not take care of you? Then he will answer them, truly I tell you, just as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life the word of God for the people of God. Thanks Thanks be to God.
1: Thank you, Larry. Let's go to the Lord in time of prayer. Lord, on this Christ the King Sunday, we give you thanks and we give you praise. We ask now that your word may be heard. And that your word may be experienced by us, that there are things in this message today that will warm our hearts and also call us to action. So I ask you to be with me, Lord, and I ask that you might be with the words that I speak. And may they be empowered by you, for we focus on you, Lord, and not upon the speaker. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Why do you think it is we have such fascination with royalty? I mean, we lived in a land that's a democracy. That's our form of government. We took part less than a month ago in an election where we got a chance to choose some of our leaders that represent our country. But Queen Elizabeth... Prince Philip, Prince Charles, Prince William, Prince Harry, Kate, and young Prince George. The whole royal family seems to fascinate us. So I have to tell you my royal story. A few years ago, Susan and I were staying in Windsor, England. when We were there on a tour. And we were across the street from uh, Windsor Castle. And Sunday morning came that when we were there... We went over to the church that's part of the castle, St. George's Church. You might re- not remember, that's the place where, where Prince Harry and, and uh, Meghan Markle were, were married not long ago. But on that Sunday, it was just a small group there, so they had us all come into the choir area, and that's where the whole worship service was held. Now, we were watching Prince Harry and Meghan Markle's marriage, their wedding, and we noticed that the place where Queen Elizabeth and Prince Philip were sitting was exactly the same seats that we were sitting on when we were there for worship. Now, aren't you impressed? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) But we are... um, a democracy, we don't have royalty. So it's kind of strange for us in a way to, to talk about Christ the King Sunday. It's always the last Sunday of the Christian year. So next Sunday will be the first Sunday of the new Christian year. Ours isn't quite the same as, as our, um, our, our years. Uh, we don't have a New Year's day like, like we do in our calendar year. Now it's kind of interesting that we the Christian year because next week will be the first Sunday of Advent and if you follow the Christian year through it's really interesting because it starts with preparations for the coming of a king and then we go through Christmas that's Advent and then Christmas and then we go through Epiphany and then we go into Lent and Easter and Pentecost, so it just kind of follows the the uh, progression of the year. So it's it's really interesting. But to the last Sunday of every, the last Sunday in the Christian year is always Christ the King Sunday. You might remember when we think about Jesus being King, one, one time. When Jesus, just, about, just before he was baptized, he was talking with Pontius Pilate. And this is in the Gospel of John, find it in the 18th chapter of John. He's talking to Pontius Pilate, and Pontius Pilate asks him, Are you the king of the Jews? And they talk a little bit, and then Jesus responds, My kingdom is not of this world. The question that we must, must each want answer Is Jesus your king? And if so, how does that affect your life? Let's face it, trying to follow the teachings of Jesus in today's world is not easy. It never has been easy. Yet deep down, we know that following his teachings is the way that we are meant to go. Today's teaching is no exception You heard Larry read to you from Matthew's gospel. It's kind of a long scripture, but a very interesting one. It's a parable about the end times and about the king, about what the king does with all those who come before him. So let's just remember this teaching a little bit from Matthew chapter 25. The one in charge is that at this point it's called the Son of Man. Another point is identified as the King. This King separates people one from another. It says, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And how is it determined which group the people belong to? Is it the, the way they, they prayed, the way they, uh, they talked? No, it's how they treated other people, especially those people in need. Jesus makes it clear. When we provide help for one of the least of these, we are doing it for Jesus. What a great opportunity, helping take care of Jesus. One interesting fact of this story is that both groups, the sheep and the goats, are surprised when they find out which group they are in and when they find out what it was to determine how they got there. They had no idea that the way they were treating others was of particular importance to this king. They definitely did not know that in taking care of others' needs, they were actually taking care of Jesus. Jesus. There are different ways of understanding this parable. And let me remind you, first of all, this is a parable. This is not a prophecy. It's a difference. A parable makes a point, usually one point. A prophecy shows things that are coming or have come. So it's a a very big difference. This is a parable. And the parable, the point that is made here is that, is that Jesus is using this story to indicate how different our treatment of others is, how important our treatment of others is in our Christian life, especially those who are going through difficult times. That's the point that's, that Jesus is making, that how, how we treat others is so important to God. Now if you look at this parable, I can understand how you might get a little bit confused because it it does actually sound like it's advocating salvation by works. In other words, what we're doing is what's important to God, not our heart, not what we believe, not our accepting Jesus Christ as Lord. But remember, this is a parable making a point. Our salvation comes because we have, it sounds like from this parable that our salvation comes because we have been nice to those who are going through hard times. I can see I get that impression, but that's not what Jesus is trying to teach. What Jesus is teaching here, the point he's making, is that when our hearts have been touched by him, when we have become his followers, when he has become our king, when he has become our Lord, the way we treat others, will reflect that relationship. We want to serve Jesus. And one way we can do it is by serving those whom he mentions to us are called the least of these. Now, something we have to learn to do, but but it's not a have to, it's a want to learn. Through this parable, we are reminded that Jesus makes a difference here in our hearts, here in our heads. But he also makes, must make a difference here in our hands, the way we treat others. How does this parable fit into the Two great commandments Jesus gave. I think some, these are probably the greatest teachings that Jesus gives us, or some of the greatest teachings Jesus gives us. The two great commandments. You remember what they are? First of all, you shall what? Shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength. That's the first one. This is something we can do in our own personal devotional space. Maybe, maybe you have a prayer closet, maybe you have a, a desk that you like to sit at when you're when you're praying or reading the scriptures or reading your devotional material. Or maybe there's a chair that you have. Maybe it's when you're out doing doing lawn care. I, I had one woman tell me one time she was she was driving out of her driveway and her husband was out there mowing the lawn, and she saw him out there talking to someone. She couldn't figure out what in the world he was doing. Didn't see anybody around. And she came home. She said, well, who are you talking to? He said, well, I was talking to God. That's, that's what I do with my prayings when I'm out mowing the lawn. So, so you can do it then. Maybe it's driving back and forth to work or to the store. Wherever your personal place is that, that you feel close to God, you can love the Lord your God with all your heart all your soul, all your mind, all your strength, right in that place. But the second commandment is completely different. You shall what? Love your neighbor as yourself. That commandment can only be done around other people, taking care of Jesus through taking care of others. I want to share with you two stories goes back a ways, when I, way, way back when I was a pastor in, in Kansas. I had two little churches out in, the, out in the Flint Hills of Kansas. Almost no trees, but lots of, lots of grassland around there. And this one little Kansas town, I think the whole town had 250, so you know that our church wasn't, wasn't very big. I think we had maybe 30 to 40 there on a, on a Sunday morning. And I walked into that church one Sunday morning, And the lay leader met me at the door and said, Jeff, something terrible has happened. I hope you never meet Bob at the door and say, Bob, something terrible has happened. (laughs) That is not what a pastor wants to hear. But across the street from him lived a young family, father, mother, small child, another baby, expected soon. The woman's father visited occasionally. Whenever he was visiting, they were always in church. He was a strong Christian, wanted to always be in church with his family. And when he was there, we knew it because he had this booming, beautiful, baritone voice. And that church, we weren't very good singers. So when he was there, and we knew he was there and the whole family with him. But as so, so the lead leader told me that he was watching out the window that Sunday morning, and he saw the father drive up. They just lived across the street from him, and he saw him go into the house. And not long after that, he came out bringing his daughter and the, the child, and the husband was also with them. And they came out and they got in the car. And and Raymond, the the lay leader, went out to to see if there was something the matter. And the man said, I went into their house and they had no food. And they've had no food for three days now. The husband had had a construction job that was finished and he couldn't find anything else. The money ran out and so the food ran out. We as a church... Missed hunger within the stone's throw, the front door of that church. I was hungry, and you gave me nothing to eat. We as a church were devastated. Second story, same church, I think it was several months, maybe a year later, A new family moved to town. That was always big news in a small town, especially a big family like this, because it was a father and mother and six children. Now, the youngest child had leukemia, was very sick with leukemia. The father had lost his job. Their car was broken down and he didn't have money to fix it. That church became like godparents to that family, providing food, clothing, spiritual support. One young family even gave them their only car to use. The the husband there did have a, a company truck so they could use that if they needed to. But they figure it's more important for this other family to have access to a car so they could take their little girl to the treatments that were several miles away. About six months later, I had a graveside service for that little girl who succumbed to the disease. But again, the church provided so much love and support for that family. That family, not formerly a church family, slowly started coming to church as they saw the outpouring of love they received. I left that church, moved to another church not long after that, but I had the opportunity to to return about two years later for one of the church services. And I was so happy to see about two rows back a whole pew filled up with a father. And the mother and those five children, all smiling broadly. The father had found a job. They were getting their lives back on track. And at that point, Christ had made such a difference in their lives, had come into the lives of each one of them. They had received him as their Lord and Savior. In fact, at that point, that man had become the lay leader. Of that church. He and his family were there every Sunday. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. This parable indicates that as we take care of those who are going through difficult times, we are taking care of Jesus. Jesus. One more story. This is a lot closer to home. The first Sunday, Susan and I visited Verona looking for a church after I retired. You had a group of church members come up in front and tell you about their trip to Maryland where they had done mission work there working on one, or I think about, one or two houses there after a big storm. When we saw this church, the way they were so interested in reaching out and touching the lives of others, that made such an impact on us that we decided this was a place we wanted to attend, because we found out this is a church that likes to reach out. And since then, we have seen so much with the youth missions and adult missions and food pantry and UMW missions emphasis and and the ways in which you have reached out to touch other people through aisle seven and through the community center. We just see so much in this church where you're reaching out and touching the lives of others, and that is so important. That's what this parable is calling us to do. So on this Christ the King Sunday, we are all reminded that the king we serve is like no other king. We are called to serve him with our hearts, our heads, and our hands. Are you ready to take care of Jesus through helping the least of these? Let us pray. Lord, it's not always easy for us to care for you through caring for others. Sometimes we feel like we don't know what to do. We don't know how how best to help. So we just ask you, Lord, to take us, poor vessels though we may be, and use us to carry out your work. Be with us, Lord. You are our Lord. You are our King. And we thank you for the love which you pour out upon us and the ways in which you give us opportunities to serve you through serving others. For we pray in the name of Jesus, our Lord. Amen. So let us pray. Lord, we thank you so much for a time we have to be together, for seeing ways in which we might be serving you. We thank you for the love that this group shares. We ask, Lord, that you might be with us as we go through this day, as we go through this week, and now as we enter into a new Christian year, into the season of Advent. May that be a glorious time in the life of this church. Be with us, we would ask. And now as we part from one another, we ask your special blessings upon us as we leave this place, go to our Sunday schools and go to our home we pray in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.